Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. Good praise and worship. Hallelujah. Well, we had a great um, last week. We got to go to Colorado with the uh, Conovers at Bertha Family Church. And uh, we, uh, Pastor Kimberly did a ladies' meeting there. It was awesome. And then I got to preach Sunday, and then she preached Sunday night. And, and uh, we just had a really good time. Glory to God. God did a lot of things there and ministered some people. And, and uh, so, but we're glad to be home. We're glad to be back home. Praise the Lord. Let's pray and then just get into the word. Hallelujah. You hear me up there, Sharon? Okay, good. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. Father, we come tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe that the Holy Spirit is here, the teacher, the helper, the revelator, and that he's going to give us some understanding tonight concerning our walk with you and help help us in walking in more victory. And so we depend upon you. We depend upon you to give me utterance tonight. We depend upon you, glory to God, to help us here. Hallelujah. And that we not just waste this time coming in, but glory to God, we come with purpose of heart. We come to hear and to be healed, the Bible says. Father, we thank you that you're moving right now. We thank you, Father, the atmosphere has been set. As we worship you, the Bible says that you inhabit the praises of your people. Father God, we believe you're here. We believe angels are here. We believe, Father God, that there's an atmosphere for miracles. We believe there's an atmosphere for suddenlies. Father, we believe, glory to God, as we release our faith. Hallelujah, that we just say anything good can happen. You're a good God. So we give you praise. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, open them up to Philippians 2. Philippians 2, chapter 6. Philippians 2, verse 6. It's going to be hard to go to chapter 2 and chapter 6 same time, isn't it? Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, I like that music. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Philippians, you had some good preaching I heard. I heard it. I listened to it. Praise God. Pastor Ian doing last Wednesday and Pastor Dave doing Sunday. Glory to God. Don't get, don't get used to 20 minutes, so. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was in and out. But glory to God, that was good. Good, good, good word. Philippians 2, uh, verse 6. It says, Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Hallelujah. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of servant and was made in the likeness of men. So Jesus coming to earth. And he was a unique one. He was 100% man, 100% God. Will you agree with that? 
He was. He's called the Son of God. And he's also referred to in the Gospels as the Son of Man. So we see him functioning and walking in this capacity. Now, but in verse 8, or verse 7, it says, but. Everyone say, but. Okay, so there's something else here that we need to get. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man or made like man. Now, listen to this. This is the Amplified. Gives you a little more clarity. It says, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant or slave in that he became like man and was born a human being. So what is, this, what is this verse saying to us about Jesus? We just agreed that he was 100% man, 100% God. But then verse 7 says, but, but. What does he say, but? It says he stripped himself. Notice he did it willingly. He stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity as what? As God. As God. He was God, but it says he stripped himself of all his privileges and all the rightful things that come with, the, God, with him being God. He did not walk as God. He walked as a man like you and I. That's important that we understand that. Because religion will try to, uh, try to teach us and indoctrinate us that everything he did was that all the healings and the miracles and all the things, casting out devils and, and all of the things, you know, that he did was because he was God. But the Bible says that when he came, that he stripped himself of all those uh, privileges. Why? So that you and I could walk in his footsteps. If he, did, if he did anything that he did on earth as God, then there's no way that he said, then he could say to us, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works shall you do, because I go to my Father. There's no way that we could do those works. Absolutely no way, because why? Because if he did it as God, you and I are not in that, we're not God. We can't do that. So it's important that you understand that everything he did, he did as, as a man anointed of the Holy Ghost, the same anointing that you're anointed with. The same, he walked in the same rights and privileges as a righteous man as you and I walk in. He didn't do anything that you and I can't walk in or live in. Amen. So it's important that we get that. Because if we don't, then we'll never see ourselves ever, ever being able to do anything. We'll always shove it off onto someone else that, you know, we think's anointed or special or, or a saint. Amen. You know what I think about saints? That the world says, because we're all saints. Amen. You don't need anyone to vote on it to see whether you're going to become a saint or not. Amen. Otherwise, we would never get it. But sainthood came in when you got born again. 
that the moment that you accepted Jesus Christ, the Bible calls you a saint. Hallelujah. That means you're a child of God. That's what that means. You're a child of God. It took religion to get us all mixed up in that and try to put it on a platform that was unattainable only to certain ones. But glory to God, we're all saints. Hallelujah. We're going to get you a badge. And glory to God, I'm a saint everywhere you go. Freak everybody out. They're going to say, you ain't no saint. Well, you don't know what a saint looks like then, do you? Because I is one. So he says here that Jesus, um, he, di he, didn't, he didn't think that it was wrong. For, and he knew he was equal with God. But it says, he stripped himself of all his privileges and rightful dignity so as to be the guise of a servant in that he became like us and was born of a human being. Praise the Lord. Now let's go on in verse 8. <coughs> and being found in the <coughs> fashion as a man, he humbled himself. I want to say humbled himself. And became obedient unto death. Say he became obedient. Even at the death of, uh, uh, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, things under earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Amen? Amen. So, I want to talk to you tonight. What kept standing out here was two things. He humbled himself and he became obedient. He humbled himself, and then he became obedient. Now, notice the, the king, well, the, the word, the scriptures before go into great depth telling us that he stripped himself of all of his dignity and all his rightful uh, privileges. And why did it do that? To, so that you could see that you and, you and him are just alike in that respect. That there's no difference between us. And so if he humbled himself and he became obedient, then don't you think that's something that you and I are going to have to do? That's, that's going to be the way that we're going to have to live. Amen. Amen. He humbled himself. So we're going to be seeing about humility and then we're going to also see that humility and obedience go hand in hand. You can't have one. You can't be humble and not be obedient. It doesn't work. Those two are together like water and wet. We throw water on you, you're going to be wet. And so when he talks about here, he humbled himself and that he became obedient, then we're going to have to, um, obedience, obedience is a big thing. You can't, you can't even, you can't serve God unless you're obedient. Amen. If you're stubborn, then it's going to be real hard to serve God. You, it's just going to be real difficult to do that. Because humility 
is you bringing, where you're going to see that humility and submission are always spoke of together. And so for us, and when it says that he humbled himself and became obedient, what did he become obedient to? What was it that Jesus became obedient to? It said he became obedient to death. Well, that wasn't a really good thing to have to become obedient to, would it? I wouldn't have wanted to walk that. Jesus even said, this is a bitter cup. That it wasn't an easy thing that he was getting ready to have to do. And so obedience is going and doing something regardless of how you feel about it. Obedience walks, obedience is uh, doing a command. It's not, it's not in any reference to how you feel or whether you like it or not. Now look at, listen to this scripture, Hebrews 5.8. It says, though Jesus was a son, yet he learned, he, he learned, he obedience by the things which he suffered. So did Jesus have to learn obedience? Yeah, just like we had to. Growing up, he had to learn obedience. He was disciplined. Amen. He learned what it meant to be obedient. I was looking up that word stubborn. I looked it up. And that word stubborn has to do, has to do with also uh, attitude, willingness. What I thought about was, you know, the uh, thing about the child, you know, you put it in the corner and you make him, you know, sit in the corner or stay in the corner, one or the other. And he says, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm standing in the corner, but on the inside, I'm, I'm sitting down. He's doing the opposite. And, and he's saying that his heart it don't matter what you're doing to me. I'm not changing my will. I'm not changing my attitude towards it. Is that matter? Oh, that's big deal. That's big with God. Especially when he can see your heart. Especially when he can see how you are, how you're, what you're thinking and how you're resisting and how you don't, you know, griping and complaining and, and all of this. But you're still doing it outside, you know. You've, we're pretty good. We can put on good faces, right? And so obedience has to do with that. Interesting, when Jesus went to the cross, you know, he went up to, was it the uh, Mount of Olives to pray? Where did he go to pray? Somewhere he went to pray and his disciples were there. It must not be very important. None of us in here know where it was at. <laughs> he was praying, right? And he kept praying. He said, we know this part. He kept praying and say, not my will, but your will be done. And then he would leave, and then he would come back, and he would get before the Father again, and he kept saying and, and petitioning, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Well, obviously, he was having a problem with his will. 
Yeah, his flesh. He was having a problem with that where it, isn't, it didn't want to go that way. It didn't want to go to the cross. But he stayed, it's interesting, he stayed with it. Man, this is good. He, he stayed with it. He got on his knees and stayed with it until he could line his will up with the Father. You know, sometimes it's not so much that you're not, that you're, you know, resisting on the inside. It's just you need to take time and bring your will in line. Rein it in. You have to rein it in. You do your children a disjustice when you let them stay with that attitude. Because it's not so much what they've done, it's the attitude that they're not, com- they're not minding. And so they're, if, they're, if you allow them and give in to that, you're not teaching them obedience. Jesus suffered. The reason why he was able to go to the cross was because of all the things that led up to that. He learned to obey and walk with God no matter how difficult it was at times. Because he said all the time, he said that I only do what I hear my father say. I only see what I only do what I see him do. So he he was even saying that the things that I do, it's not my will. It's not my is is not it's not about me. I'm fulfilling what he wants. And it was very difficult at times. He wasn't received at times. He was spit on at times. They, they would try to run him out at times. It, was ne- it wasn't always a joyful thing. It wasn't always, you know, where the, the, the crowd would come. Religious people hated him. Because he was upsetting their apple cart. And so, but guess what he did? He obeyed God. He stayed, he stayed steady, and you know, isn't it interesting, when you start listening, looking, how he would all the time go pray. He would all the time go pray. You know, we thought it was all just going and praying about it. I'm sure he was saying, God, this is hard today. You're going to have to help me right now. I'm getting, you know, these people, I'm, I'm just about ready to, I'm just about ready to leave them. But he stayed in the presence of God, and he kept saying, not my will, though. Not my will. And after that period of time of all of doing that, when it came to the ultimate, when it came to what he, what, what he was coming for all of mankind that he was called to do, to go to the cross and take the sin of the whole world, glory to God, he had prepared himself, and he was obedient he was obedient to do that. If he hadn't been obedient, no salvation would have ever come. It was not an easy thing. But the Bible says he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Where is your obedience tested in the things that you suffer? That's where you learn obedience. It's always easy when everyone's coming up and patting you on the back. Man, Max, that was awesome. Now you were good. But what is going to be about the time when they come up? Man, you really screwed up tonight. (laughs) I don't know what was going on, but get with it. How's that going to be taken? 
Not very well, his dad says. <laughs> From experience. <laughs> so, and, and, and we're seeing to go to different levels. To get promoted. To be used of God. We're going to, we have to, we have to, there's proving, there's proving. I don't know why we, 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 God may call you, but in order for you to walk into more of what God has, there's proving. You have to prove yourself. There's testing that you're going to be going through. Not that God's testing you, but he, but those tests that come in life, you're being tested. Tested for what? Whether you're going to be able to go to the next level or not. Whether God's going to be able to use you down the road or not. A lot of times we're having to go back and, and go through the class again. Go all through it again. Amen. A lot of times, you know, Jesus, he was tested all that time. Being tested, being tested, being tested. Thank God he passed every test. Thank God he was able to go through it all. Amen. Hallelujah. So, being humbled, he humbled himself and became obedient. He humbled himself and became obedient. So, humbling yourself, humility, is doing what is being asked of you or what's being called of you to do. That's what humility is. And, and it really, it all comes again, understanding and recognizing the authority that you're under is humility. So if you don't like the authority, you're, never, you're not going to do well in humility because it goes together. Let's read another scripture here. First, first Peter 5. Five through seven. It says, likewise, you younger, submit. Everyone say submit. That's never, that's never a good, comfortable word. I know when we do weddings, it's like you can hear the bride saying, do we have to use that word? Submit unto your husband. Well, it's It's Bible. It's Bible. Amen. If you don't like it, it just means you don't understand it. Anything that God's expecting and asking of us to do or telling us to do, it's only going to better, better you, not demote you. It'll never demote. It's just the world's got a squirrely idea of it. Religion has a squirrely idea of it. And Christians, some Christians have a squirrely idea of it and only take it to use it to their advantage. But submission is a good word. And if we can properly walk in submission and humility... You're going to see some things that are coming your way that are blessings. He says, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. 
In this respect, he's talk, I believe he's talking more about the church here. But you could take this in any, any setting, actually. Have an honor and respect for the elderly. Because, listen, they're, they're older than you. That means they've lived longer than you, and they made it that far. <laughs> you ain't made it that far yet. There might be some things that you can learn and glean from them. Amen? If you would listen and, 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 uh, and just honor that person. Honestly, I don't, I've thought about this often. I don't know why this don't happen. These men and women that for all their life were CEOs and, and Fortune 500s and all of this stuff, you know, just, just really just knocking it out and doing wonderful things and, and running big companies and all these things. I don't understand why they just retire. Why don't they go teach the, gen, the other generation now? Impart help. How did you get there? What did you, what was it that it took to do that? I mean, why, why, I don't think we're ever just supposed to just totally relax. I mean, if you're, if you're retiring, well then you got another, you got a generation that needs what you've got. Help them. Impart to them. Let God use you. Amen. And so he's saying, the younger, listen to the elders. Listen to them. Now, we know that doesn't always work. <laughs> but in, in, this, in the right setting, it should. An elder doesn't mean just by uh, chrono chronological age. A young person could be an elder. Amen. In wisdom and and, and, and used of God. So he says, submit yourself to the elder. Yes, all of you. Ever say, that means me. All of you be subject one to another. Recognize the giftings. Recognize the calling on each other. Honor that. Receive from that. Amen. There's, there's none of us has got it all. He says, be subject to one another and, everyone say and, and. be clothed with humility. Why? For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So which one do you want to be? Are you the one that says nobody can tell me? I know. Well, that might be okay if you're the boss. But if you're not the boss, then you don't have that right and privilege. And for you to knock it and just do everything in your power to make it hard and let the people know that you're not pleased, you're mad, and you're upset, that's, pr that's pride. And he said, God resists you. 
God resisteth the pride, proud. He resisteth the proud. I would say God resists a lot of people then. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not. That has nothing to do with what he's talking about here. He's talking about you not being able to submit or come under the authority. That, that could be your, your workplace. That could be at school. That can be in the church setting. That can be wherever you're connected. Wherever God, where you have been led, where you are in place of. And he says here that God will resist the proud, but he says to the humble, he'll give what? Grace. And if you don't really think that's any important, then you don't understand what grace is. You've not, you've not really uh, walked in the grace to any degree. You've not had that favor, that blessing working in your life. Amen. Because once you get what grace is, then you're going to do everything in your power to get in, the, get in the place where grace is overflowing you. I mean, we can sing that song. Was there a song that the wave of God, the wave of grace or something comes over you? But the truth of it is a lot of people don't qualify for that. It just makes a good song. <laughs> makes everybody happy. makes them feel good. But, the, but if you're pride, proud, proud or prideful, then what's going to happen? He got, the Bible says God resisted you. He resisted you. Everyone say resisted you. You got to say it right. Resisted you. He says, verse 6, humble yourself. Here again, notice this, God's not going to humble you. You have to do this. You're the one who has to do it. You have to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So what was Jesus doing when he went into the prayer, before he went to the cross? He was humbling himself. He said, not my will, but your will be done. What happened because he did that? Remember, it says that, that at that name, he was given a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven. Notice what he had to go through to get that. Glory to God. Notice the glory that, that was, was pronounced upon him because of what he went. It wasn't the, it wasn't the way that, was, that anyone thought it would be. It was a terrible way. It was a disgusting way. That, that from looking at it, that no one would have chose that way. But God said, on the other side. Hebrews talks about that he was able to see onto the other side. And what did he see? It says he's seen the joy of the saints, of the children of God. Coming of the result of going this way. He had glimpses of it. The Bible talked about it. So he knew, but it was terrible. 
hard, hardest thing that anyone has ever, ever, ever done or imagined. We couldn't even imagine what he had to go through. No way. But when he went through it, when he finally obeyed and went through it and hung on the cross and took the sin and the sickness and the poverty of the whole world, the Bible says now was given to him on the other side a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue... Praise God. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God he did it. Thank God he went. Thank God he learned to obey and that all the suffering up to that time. Praise the Lord. And he was able to complete the mission. Woo, glory to God. And so notice it says in verse 6, when you humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That means all the suffering, but you still do it. You stay with it. You stay on track. You don't get off course. You keep doing what you're supposed to do. Even if, it's, even if they talk about you. Even if they don't like you. Guess what? If you keep doing what you're supposed to do, and you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then what happens next? He says, there's coming exaltation. There's coming rewards. There's coming blessing. He said, they're going to exalt you in due time. He's going to exalt you in due time. He's going to exalt you in due time. Exaltation comes just like it came to Jesus. Just like he humbled himself and he obeyed. The same thing with us. When we humble ourselves and we obey, we're going to get exalted too. We'll get exalted too. And then, and then we'll stop right here. But notice what he says, the next thing. Casting all your cares over on him, for he careth for you. Isn't that something that that verse is tied into that? It is, isn't it? Because that ain't an easy thing to do. As a matter of fact, it's pretty hard to do if you do it right, casting your cares. He says, no, you, we're, not, we're not to take cares. We're not made to take cares. You're not built to take cares. Amen. We just, we just heard of a, we know a person right now, the, the cares that, are, that have been on them is, is weighing them down and it's hurting them physically because of the cares. Amen. It doesn't. It doesn't have no. It doesn't have no. Um, no. I want to say respect, but it's not respect. But it doesn't have any. What do you call it? It doesn't matter who it goes to. <laughs> Whoever's got the cares, it's going to affect you. And notice he says here. Right after he said, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God." Clothe yourself with, with humility. Why? Because he's going to give, he's going to resist the proud. He's going to give grace to the humble. And then he tells you, okay, here's what I'm telling you to do. Cast your cares over on me. But I can't. If you knew what I was going through, he knows what you're going through. <laughs> he knows everything you're going through. That's why he says, 
you're going to have to give those to me. I'll give you part of them. Well, see, that's the same thing as being proud. You're resisting him. And who does he give grace to? To the humble. And so if you're going to need grace to get through what you're getting through, you're going to have to cast your cares over on him. Because you're going to have to be, because being submissive to the word is being submissive to him. That was good. I'm going to say it again. Being submissive to the word is being submissive to God. Amen. And there, there are no buts to it. You can't say, well, you know, I'm different. Or, you know, it's my, uh, we're, we're tr- we were born that way. <laughs> my whole family is like that. Or I'm Irish. <laughs> it don't matter. If you're, go- if you're going to walk with God and be obedient, then you're going to have to humble yourself and be submissive to the word. Can you say amen? amen. And what will happen? In due time, he'll exalt you. Glory to God. He'll help you through it. If you'll give him the cares, he'll help you through it. I said if you give him the cares, he'll help you through it. If you give him the cares, he will help you through it. But you have to give him the cares. Amen. That means you can't worry about it. You can't talk about it. You can't, you know, discuss it. That can't, you, you can't, you, you, you have given it to him. Hallelujah. Casting all your cares over on him, for he careth for you. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many is in here is going to be humble? Hallelujah. You ever heard, of, ever heard of that group called Humble Pie? Oh, yeah, that's an old group. Humble Pie. <laughs> Hallelujah. We had good rock and roll back in our days. Humble pie. Well, glory to God. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be humble. Amen. And that's just telling you that you're to be obedient to the word. And you're to be submissive. Submission means that you bring your will in line with his will. Amen. It's not agreement. Agreement's easy. Well, I agree with you. But when I don't agree with you, then that's, when it, then that's when it gets hard. And that's where you suffer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, praise God. Why don't we cast our cares over on him right now? Seem like, if, you know, if he's telling us to do that, well, let's do it. You got care.